Hi, and welcome to Lessons for My Kids. So, lately, I've been thinking about dying. Not specifically my own death, or anybody near me, but I'm thinking about how do we talk to kids about dying. And specifically, what do we tell them when we see dead animals on the side of the road? Or we see uh, bugs being squashed? uh, Or we see celebrities who have died and it's been reported on the television or maybe there's a close family member who's died but how do we talk to our kids about loss and with that I thought there are a lot of parallels um, especially when we're talking to our kids uh, and how they deal with the loss of friendships the loss of a girlfriend or boyfriend uh, when they're in high school or even in college uh, or even beyond I guess but how do they deal with that loss? And I think a lot of it comes comes through when we start talking about death. Uh, not that we're going to see our friends die, uh, hopefully, or any of our girlfriends or boyfriends. But it's still a loss. It's still a pain. It's still something that we go through where somebody is there and they're part of our lives uh, for the most part. And then they may not be after some time. Be it, again, maybe they move away, maybe they go to a different school, uh, but there's a loss and there's a pain and it's how do we deal with that. And so I've got a couple of articles here that I I reviewed. One is from childdevelopmentinfo.com and one is from Psychology Today. Uh, when we start talking about loss, uh, psychology really does come into play in that manner in that uh, it is a very psychological uh, pain. Uh, you might feel the heartache, you might feel the physical aspects of it, but in the end, there's still a psychological scar that's left. So uh, these couple of articles, they they have some do's and don'ts. They got some different uh, tips and tricks as far as how to talk to kids about uh, death and loss. And uh, I wanted to share those with you today. So looking at the childdevelopmentinfo.com, um, they say we make the discussion of death or I, I will I will interject the word loss um, in the word death instead um, but we make that discussion really difficult in a lot of ways and I, I can see when we're dealing with young children that are you know four or five six years old uh, they don't quite understand what what a loss is Um, They may see people crying. They may see uh, people who are devastated. They might see parades uh, for some people, but they don't truly understand what loss is. Uh, When they watch TV um, or play video games, uh, they might see uh, a character who is run over, but they bounce back. Uh, They might see, you know, in a video game, a character who uh, is... You know, falls from a building but doesn't die. And so they don't quite understand what loss is. They don't understand what death is. Uh, so it's up to us as adults uh, to have conversations with our kids. Now, they need to be age-appropriate, obviously. We can't just be going in and saying, you know, some horrible things. But we need to make it age-appropriate. So one of the things that they talk about is if we... Uh, one of the things they say here, if we allow children to talk to us about death, 
we can give them needed information, prepare them for a crisis, and help them when they are upset. We can encourage that communication by showing attention and respect for what they have to say. We can also make it easier for them to talk to us if we are open, honest, and at ease with our own feelings. Now, think about that. When we open up that line of communication, and this can be about anything really, but when we open up lines of communication, our kids hopefully will be talking to us about not just their loss and their feelings about things that are devastating, but hopefully they're talking to us about things uh, that are uplifting and things that are good in their lives as well. Uh, So that line of communication is pretty key. Um, So the problem that they see is a lot of adults, we avoid talking about things that upset us. And, you know, that happens from time to time. It could be due to our upbringing. It could be due to a lot of different circumstances. But if we can get beyond that and at least understand our kids need us and Hopefully, my kids, when they listen to this, they'll understand, you know, I, for whatever reason, if they need to, to communicate with me about anything, um, I'm not always the easiest, uh, and that's probably due to my upbringing, but for the most part, I'm willing to listen to them about anything. Uh, if they have a, a concern, if they have a fear, if they have something they want to share, I'm here for them. Uh, Another problem that that we face is we feel uncomfortable when we don't have all the answers. And the world's a big place. And we just, we all have intelligence uh, at some level, but we don't always have the answers. And sometimes that's difficult, especially when you're talking about somebody who died or there's a loss and or somebody who gets injured and you question, uh, if you're a religious person, you question how... uh, that religion uh, views it. And if you're saying there's a God or something along those lines, a lot of people question that. And I've known people who have been very, very sick. Uh, They've had bad diseases or they've had cancer or they've had tumors. And they've said, why is God punishing me? What did I do? And that's a difficult, difficult question to answer. Now, there are a lot of good resources online. Uh, I'm not going to answer those types of things here. Um, that's not my, my role. But I do think that there are some good resources online that you can refer to. And if you are religious, you can always go to your uh, church or synagogue or place of worship and talk to the leaders there and ask them for some guidance in those conversations. Because I do think that those are going to come up uh, from time to time. And it's a matter of how do we answer those. So if you do have those concerns, uh, please check with those folks. Um, Another thing that they say is a problem is that uh, death is obviously is often a taboo subject. It's it's an area that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Uh, It's part of life. Death is part of life. Uh, We live and we die. And as the old adage says, the only two things you can uh, guarantee in life are death and taxes. And so it it may be a taboo subject in some homes, but we need to get beyond that. We need to understand culturally that uh, kids have questions. And we as adults 
it's our role and it's our responsibility to help teach them uh, about those things. Now, you may want to teach them your specific culture. Um, what are your traditions? If someone dies, what what do you do? Uh, do you bury them? Do you cremate them? Uh, you know, how do you go about that uh, that tradition uh, when somebody is faced uh, or a family uh, faces a death? Now, again, we can we can interject the word loss, and there may be some conversations that you can have about you know somebody moving away or uh, having to change schools and and such. And those pains that come along with those. But um, again, we are focused here a little bit more on on the death. Um, so we have to develop uh, our stages of understanding and help preschoolers and, and kids who are elementary school age all the way up through high school how to cope with these things. And with preschool kids, as I mentioned earlier, it's a different conversation than what you would have with somebody in high school. And so here we have that opportunity to talk about, you know, why family is crying and, you know, preparing somebody uh, about going to a funeral. And it's very difficult for a small child to understand what that means. And, you know, if there's a casket in the front or if there's a box of ashes in the front, they don't quite understand what that means. And so, again, we need to be age appropriate in having that discussion. But it's important to have that. Now, if it's a religious ceremony, uh, we also need to have that discussion because if you are religious, you can you can use those the, those moments and those experiences to explain to a child uh, what the meaning is behind the tradition or why certain things happen the way they do or why people get up to speak when they do. Uh, if you're coming from a non-religious uh, view or a family that doesn't go to church or go to a uh, religious um, organization on a, on a regular basis, there may be some confusion uh, on the part of a child. And so we need to explain through that as well. And that may or may not be easy. Again, uh, seek family members, seek people of the, of the organization. They can help you with that. Um, for those kids who are in high school uh, or a little bit older, they should have a sense of what death is. Um, unfortunately, we see kids playing video games that are uh, shooter video games, um, and those things uh, may be a little more violent uh, as far as how people are, are moving on to the afterlife. But in the other hand, they're at least they've got a basic understanding of what death is. And they may have even seen grandparents pass uh, or aunts and uncles or even friends at young ages. So uh, they may have a basis uh, and have had some experience with that. So it might be a little bit easier for them to uh, get through. Now, as far as mourning, um, be open with your emotions. Show your sorrow and show your tears. You're human. You should have that opportunity to uh, share that with your children. Um, it's important for them to see that that you have feelings too, that you're just not dad or mom, uh, but you're a human. So it's important to, to share those feelings with them. Now, I'm going to move on to the psychology today because there's a few good, good tidbits here. Um, very similar as far as to tell the truth about what happened, B 
be prepared in a variety of emotional responses, um, making sure to use uh, proper language like dead or died if that's the situation. Um, and if you're uncomfortable with that, and you know, find some phrasing, passed away, crossed over, lost, went to sleep, whatever works for your situation and age group uh, that's appropriate. Uh, if you need to, you can share information in chunks. It doesn't all have to be at once. Um, but maybe it's you, you say, you know, so-and-so is sick and is in the hospital and maybe a day or two passes uh, since they've, they've left us. Uh, but making sure that you're, again, be truthful about what happened. And then if you don't know the answer to something, I, I like this answer because we use this in all aspects of our lives. If you truly don't know the answer to something, it's okay to say you don't know. And it's okay to have to look up an answer or to try and, and figure out how best to explain something to somebody. And as we mentioned earlier, there's going to be times when uh, people who have great faith uh, have sickness and illness and they're wondering how it is that that could happen to them when there are people of such great faith. We don't know all the answers. We don't know what happens when you die. We don't know if there's an afterlife or not. And so it's okay to say you don't know. Um, but those are also opportunities to discuss with a child or, or with a young adult uh, about what your faith is and, and what you think might be happening uh, when we pass. Um, allow your chil children to participate in rituals. So again, going back to the religion, there might be a song or a spiritual reading or something along those lines. Uh, let them participate. Let them be a part of it. Because in, in some cases, if it's a family member, they may be grieving too. Um, so it's important for them to be part of it. And let your child grieve in their own way. It's, it's not just about the way that you handle something. Um, some people are very stoic. Some people very, very, uh, they, they don't want to show any emotion uh, until they're alone. Um, but kids uh, and, and even others, it doesn't even have to be kids, but everyone has their own way of grieving. And you might have somebody who is really close to you. And so depending on how you uh, want to grieve, that doesn't really dictate how somebody else should have to do it. Um, but again, prepare your, prepare any kids for what they're going to see in a funeral home or what they're going to hear in a service. Because when, when they get there, if they've not participated in something like that, that's pretty difficult sometimes. And then also preparing them for, uh, say it's a grandparent who they were close to. What's that life going to be like without them? Or it's a friend uh, or an aunt or uncle or cousin, whoever. But what's life going to be now that they're no longer with us? And having that conversation with them. And again, uh, remembering it's okay to talk about your thoughts and your feelings. And it's okay to open up because kids need to see that you're vulnerable too. We're human. We also have those uh, thoughts and feelings. Um, I think this one's a key is remember to take care of yourself. As an adult, there may be something that you need to handle on your own. There may be, again, maybe you want to go and grieve on your own. Maybe you just need quiet time to reflect. Maybe it's going to a gravesite and participating and um, not participating, 
Well, that's a bad choice of words. But maybe it's going to a gravesite and sitting down next to uh, that that gravesite and reflecting on the person, or praying, or reading a book, or reading a Bible verse if that's what you so desire. But whatever it is that you want to do, remember to take care of yourself. Make sure that you're eating. Make sure that you're sleeping. Make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do uh, to keep moving forward. Some of the don'ts that uh, Psychology Today also included, and I'm just going to hit a couple of these before we finish here today. But it's don't hide your grief from your child. Uh, kids need to know that you're human. They need You have emotions and thoughts and feelings. And don't be afraid to share those. And don't be afraid to share your memories with those loved ones um, or about those loved ones. Connect with your child because you help them. And if you if you don't connect with them, they feel helpless, might be uncomfortable, or they might not learn what's appropriate to say and what to do. Um, let's see. And no need to change your daily routine. It's, it's important, well, unless you've lost a spouse, I guess that would probably be a way that you would lose your daily routine. But, you know, try your best to, to wake up in the morning, eat breakfast, drink your coffee, uh, go to school, go to work. It's important that you, you uh, continue on a daily routine, especially for kids to see that. And don't think that just because someone died, you can't laugh. Now, there are appropriate times and there are inappropriate time, inappropriate times. Um, being at a funeral home, uh, I've I've had it where we've been joking around and thinking of uh, stories of, of people who have passed, and we started laughing at the same time. Somebody's at the at the front uh, and they're crying. So how is that reflected? So try and use common sense. I, I think that's the best way to handle that one. <clears throat> and then last. Uh, don't put a time limit on on when a child should be over bereavement or when they should be over the loss of someone. Time doesn't heal quickly, and in some cases, time doesn't heal at all. And it's okay if somebody is sad for a long period of time. Let them have their sadness. Let them have their bereavement. And again, it may go on a lot longer than what you expect or what you think, but they're not you. And we have to be respectful of others as well. So with that, I thank you for listening to another episode. And I hope there were a few tidbits in there that were helpful for you to talk to uh, a child or really anybody uh, in your family about loss. And uh, hopefully there's some good things that, uh, that come from it. And with that, I thank you for listening to another episode, and I hope you have a great day. Take care.